It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Six fights. 100 penalty minutes in the first period between the Capitals and the Rangers. And if you're also interested, there were no goals. It's, it started, if you look at the score sheet, it started early, one second into the game, three fights off the opening faceoff, and then three more before the game was four and a half minutes old as those two teams square off for the first time since the Tom Wilson incident and non-suspension after Monday night. Also tonight, Ducks and Blues scoreless just getting underway. Predators and Blues 1-1 in the second period. Canadians and Senators 1-1 after 1. And the Stars and Lightning are 1-1 early in the second period. Now the Canadians playing that game, and then the Jets and the Flames start at 7.30 tonight. The Jets have lost seven straight. And they're now tied with Montreal for third in the North Division. Whoever finishes third will play Edmonton in the opening round of the playoffs. It was looking like it was the Jets almost locked in for the last few weeks. Well, not anymore because they have stumbled. They have fallen, quite frankly, and the Canadians have caught up. Avalanche and Sharks are later on tonight. And uh, then at 8 o'clock, it's the Kings and the Coyotes. Connor Bedard with a hat trick for Canada. The Oil Kings, Dylan Gunther on the Canadian team as well at the U18 World Tournament in Texas. 8-1 win today over Sweden in the semifinals. The other semi starts in about an hour or so. That's going to have Russia and Finland go head-to-head, and then the gold medal game is tomorrow. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. The Edmonton Oilers, of course, are looking good. We'll talk about that as we move along throughout the evening as well. You can get in touch. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed professional grade building materials and you can get me on twitter at reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s or you can send an old-fashioned email to inside sports at 630 chedcom well you know it's just it's an ongoing discussion in hockey uh what's crossing the line when is violent too violent what should the league do about it what should referees do about it what should opposing players do about it and i think some of what happened tonight is that i'm sure the rangers heard the criticism that there was time to do something in the game on Monday. It was There was time to go after Tom Wilson then, that they don't have the type of players who are going to go out and fight or engage or do anything looking for retribution. So they came out and did this today. And this may have happened even if Tom Wilson had been suspended. We'll never know for sure, but I'm sure they, they felt a little bit challenged and obviously deciding to do something off the opening face-off. <laughs> they, they, they clearly uh, didn't want to be remembered for not having done anything about it, quote-unquote, in tonight's game. Here, here's the thing for me, and I, I'm really interested in hearing from you tonight if you want to chime in, because there, there, I think there are, more than, there, there are many ways to look at this, and, and I think Tom Wilson should be suspended, and I want to explain specifically why because I have a very specific reason as to why. And I, I, from some of the calls and texts Rob and I got last night, 
and just other things I've seen, you know, posted on Twitter or just, uh, you know, I've texted obviously and talked to some friends and family members about it. And most people think Wilson should have been suspended. That doesn't mean we're right. You, you, you're entitled to have the opinion that you shouldn't be suspended. You know, I, I've seen some people say, uh, well, Panarin jumped on his back, so he's put himself at risk and Wilson has to do something to defend himself. I, I don't, I, I don't agree with that. I think it was excessive. I, a couple ex players I got in touch with yesterday said that's going to happen 20 times a game in the playoffs. That those are scrums that, you know, Panarin has to be careful if he's going to try to tangle with Tom Wilson at all. The ex-players, and I'm talking guys who have retired within the last decade that I was in touch with yesterday. I know a couple other ex-players says it's crazy that Wilson keeps getting away with stuff. So even, even among people who played the game might have different opinions. But here's where I'm coming from with this. You have to consider the person involved this isn't booger mcboogerton who's played 10 years in the nhl and has only 14 penalty minutes and shakes hands after every game and if he gets body checked he compliments the opposing player for a nice body check and if he scores a goal he apologizes on the opposing goaltender for scoring and then something happens in a game and he kind of snaps and then the league says well booger that was pretty dangerous but we can't have you doing that. We think you know better. We don't think you're going to do it again. So we're just going to find you and just please don't do it again. You know what? That's fine. That For Booger, Boogerton, that would maybe be appropriate. For Tom Wilson, it's not appropriate. And to me, that's the real travesty in this, that the delinquent child in this situation, the delinquent player, his past is just thrown out the window. Okay, fine. If, if, if you think Panarin was uh, doing something stupid by jumping on Wilson and that, uh, you know, he, he is going to get what's coming to him if he jumps into that scrum, I'm not sure how you justify Wilson punching Bushnevich when he's on the ice, but uh, okay. If, if that's what you think, fair enough. But Tom Wilson was involved. These are not anonymous, faceless players where you just erase their history for every incident. This is the player who has repeatedly shown that, quite frankly, he's a little bit nuts, maybe a lot nuts, and doesn't have much regard, or as the, the Rangers said after the game on Monday, much respect for opposing players. And that's really the key to me as to why there should have been a punishment. Now, do I think it should have been 15 or 20 games? No. Do I think it probably should have been at least two games? Yeah. Do I think it would have been a good idea to keep him out of the game tonight? Yeah. Do you maybe sit him down for the rest of the regular season? Okay, yeah, that probably would have made sense. So that's what's really confusing to me is that it was a very aggressive and dangerous play. And yes, yeah, scrums happen and helmets come off. I get all that. But this is specifically Tom Wilson. This is a player where... You know what he's up to. You know what's going through his mind. You know he doesn't give a crap if he hurts somebody. And that's why I'm really shocked the NHL chose to look the other way. And to me, they basically did look the other way by only giving a fine. It's the most you can fine a player. It's the same fine that McDavid got for going up high on Jesperi Kotkaniemi about a month ago. What Wilson did 
is worse than that. And it's the same fine that Nathan McKinnon got for throwing his helmet at an opponent after they got a little bit tangled up. Like, it's, it's a helmet throw. It's, it's not going to do any damage. He threw it at the guy's chest. And I think that's what, well, maybe I don't want to speak for, for you guys listening, but I, I think that's what's confusing to the people who consume the NHL is that there's no consistency and there seems to be the view here of, of a, quite frankly, a dangerous player. I, I don't have any qualms calling Tom Wilson a dangerous player. And hey, they're dangerous players, quite frankly, have a place in the NHL. I mean, hockey's an aggressive sport where physicality and intimidation are always going to be part of the game. And, you know, sometimes the Oilers, for example, haven't had uh, enough guys who maybe might be able to just snap a little bit. I get it. that That's part of the game. And to some extent, those players are celebrated. But Wilson has crossed the line repeatedly, 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 and repeatedly. But it's like George Peros or whoever is actually making the decision looked at that incident and just treated it as if it was any player with no history doing that. And that's what I find really confusing. And that would be my biggest point of criticism against the National Hockey League. I mean, you, you have to take the player's past transgressions into account. And if you watch what he's doing, I mean, it wasn't I'm going to throw the guy to the ice and then sort of tell him to stay down. It's I'm going to throw the guy to the ice and then hop on him a couple of times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It, that's what doesn't make any sense to me. 780-496-0063 if you want to chime in. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Playing the Canucks again, 5.30 face-off show. The game will start at 7 here on 6.30. Chet, uh, this texture says, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Cassian's history slash playing style be put under consideration when he was suspended last season or the one before? Yeah, he was suspended twice last season for uh, going after Kachuk in that one game and then the kick against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Armsworth says the other story is John Davidson being asked to leave the Rangers. That's ridiculous. No reason why JD should have lost his job. Well, yeah, and that's uh, that's the other thing that happened today. The uh, New York Rangers firing team president John Davidson and general manager Jeff Gordon, associate GM Chris Drury, remember him as a player, promoted to president and GM effective immediately. 
Senior advisor Glenn Sather will work with jury during the transition. That's what the uh, Rangers said in a release today. There were also some reports today that uh, Gordon and Davidson didn't know about the statement put out yesterday by the Rangers, basically calling George Peros incompetent and saying that he should be fired for uh, there being no suspension against Tom Wilson, though uh, several people have reported that this is all coincidental and that uh, ownership felt that the Rangers underachieved this season and that they were going to make a move anyway. So a lot of drama around the New York Rangers right now. Again, in that first period, there were uh, 100 minutes in penalties and six fights. There have been four more penalty minutes in the second period. Oh, we have a goal too. TJ Oshie scored 12 seconds into the second period. So Washington is up one nothing. Obviously, there has been a lot of criticism of Tom Wilson, who the Capitals have put out on their Twitter account. Say will they say he will not return to tonight's game because of an upper body issue? Now that simply could be let's just not bring him back into the game. There's there's no sense antagonizing things. Uh, you've been hearing a lot of criticism of Tom Wilson. Well, what about his teammates? Here's what Lars Eller had to say about Wilson earlier today. I think the thing has been uh, blown out of proportion. I, I I played in the league for for a while, and I've I think I've seen a, a lot worse things and happen and um i don't think people see uh things clearly when it comes to tom with things that he's in, involved in i think there's already a, a, a biased opinion about i'm not just talking about r- random people i'm talking about uh you know tv people journalists uh to people people that has a voice um and are using it as late as last night i was watching uh pittsburgh and and philly play and uh you know crosby and connectney got tangled up and one guy's it jumps on on the other guy's back and puts him in a headlock and the guy retaliates and does a similar slams him into the ice and gives gives him a couple of jabs to the to the to the back of the head and that was a penalty and that's what the the ref assessed in the situation the same thing happened the night before here at msg very similar situations, just different players. One situation is is blown out of proportion, I think, because of the player who was involved. And these, I could. This was just an a, a, an example from last night. I could I could find you several clips of similar situations where there's scrums in in the paint. And guys are falling over each other, laying on each other, and giving them jabs to the back of the neck or the side to a guy who's lying down or whatever and getting into a wrestling match after. It happens frequently. But it's not putting being put into context in this situation. This is being, is I think it's being blown out of proportion. And it's it's not like this hasn't happened before in this game. And I think once I don't want to see players get injured. I think um, I think once you know once Panarin decide to jump on Tom's back, when when you decide to to enter the scrum like that, you can't expect not to, you know, get you start wrestling with a guy. You have to be ready to re- wrestle someone. Is probably the guy at the back of you, you jump off, even though you're defending your teammate. I understand that, but these things happen all the time. It was a very unfortunate outcome for for uh for Panarin in this situation it's not really stuff we haven't seen before so I don't think it was that big of a deal I think it's being made a big deal of it because it was Tom 
well, yes, he's right. It is being made a big deal of it because it was Tom. Like I said, because uh, he's got a history. That, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Kevin from Edmonton says the league looks at the offense first to see if it's a suspension punishment. Typically, this play doesn't end up with injury. Only when they decide it's a, a suspension, then they look at the player's history to determine the appropriate punishment. Well, Kevin, I would say to you they're doing it wrong then. Al says, I think what Tom Wilson did was at least one quarter as bad what Rafi Torres did in 2016. Rafi got 41 games, so Tom should have got 10. And uh, another Kevin says, I can't help but feel it was uh, low class for the Washington Capitals to dress Wilson tonight. The game is a mess. Well, uh, it certainly was a mess right off the opening faceoff. Look, I, I just think... I, I just, I just really think, and and you know the the first Kevin, you know, thanks for writing that in. I, I just, I just think there's something wrong with with how suspensions are handed out in the NHL and how players are punished. And it's, I I do think it's often confusing to to people who watch the game closely. And there doesn't seem to be a clear standard. I know in some cases they say, like for headshots, they say, okay, if you if you deliver a headshot, it's an automatic two-game suspension. McDavid got that a few years ago for that hit against the Islanders. But I, I just feel like it's it's all over the place. And, and I think that whether it's a suspension or a fine, they should look at, like, okay, so Kevin is saying that first of all, they decide it's a suspension or a, a fine. I, I would say, Kevin, maybe you agree with me. I don't know. Uh, but I, I would say look at who's involved first, or at least at the same time. Because I do think what might be a fine for a player doing something the first time might should be a suspension for a player who keeps doing something over and over again. So that's what I would say there. 7804960063 is how you can check in. Uh, the Senators now leading the Canadians 2-1 halfway through the second period. Josh Anderson with a scoring chance. He has stopped on the play. We'll keep you updated on that one. Plenty of time to hear from you this evening. We're going to check in with Kelly Rudy in the next half hour. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Coming in here, 7804960063, talking about Tom Wilson, tonight's game. Fight filled in the first period. And I can also tell you, Pavel Buchnevich with a cross check right to the face of Anthony Mantha. Uh, somewhat similar to what Chason did to VC earlier this season, but probably more vicious. And Chason got a game for that, uh, remember, between the Oilers. And the Leafs, so something else to consider. Capitals lead the Rangers 2-0. Mr. B writes in, he says, uh, ragdolling a guy and smashing his face into the ice is only worth a stern talking to, essentially. $5,000 to even the lowest paid player is like a speeding ticket to the layperson. I'm still going to do it again and again, let's face it. Mr. B goes on to say, if I own the Rangers, 
I would have an unspoken $10,000 bonus for any and every player who really takes a run at Tom Wilson every time we play the Capitals until Wilson retires. That is Mr. B coming in hot. Uh, Kevin from uh, Edmonton who wrote in before. Kevin, I'm glad you're listening tonight. He says uh, the NHL is begging players to self-police. The Big L says weak comments by Lars Eller. Crosby is of comparable size to the player he struggled with. Wilson is notorious for losing his temper and the ability to compromise his retaliation if the opponent is an obvious mismatch. And Tim Buck simply says, hey, Reed, what's Eller's drinking and where can I get it? <laughs> That's... Oh, we'll have to do some research. <laughs> the uh, Certainteen Hotline, 780-496-0063. Uh, let's go to Rocket on line one. Hey, Rocket, thanks a lot for calling. Thank you, Reed, for having my call again. Uh, once again, I'm looking at stats, and uh, there's an untold story here. The Edmonton Oilers, if you look at their schedule versus the Leafs, and who they have to play, and with our game in hand, I am not in the least bit ruling out the Oilers finish first in the Scotia North. Well, that's a hot take. Uh, Toronto, Toronto plays Montreal twice, Winnipeg and Ottawa, who is like the nastiest team ever to play against and the Oilers have like pounded them 9-0 through the regular season right so and Edmonton plays Vancouver twice Montreal three, three times, more times Vancouver still. And, Montreal, and Montreal twice three vet yeah well Edmonton's at 66 points so the most Edmonton can get to is 76 Toronto's already at 72 so the magic number for the Leafs to clinch first would be five points so any combination of five points the Leafs get and the Oilers don't get. That would be something if the Oilers tracked them down for first. Thanks, Rocket. Appreciate it. 780-496-0063. We also have Al standing by. Hi, Al. Thank you for calling. Hey, Reed. Good to hear about uh, from you guys. It's uh, been a while since I called in. But, you know, uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit of the Tom Wilson thing. And, uh, uh, like, okay, just pretend that happened over there and that body, Wilson, you take his face and his jersey, you put Cassian's face and jersey, and Cassian did what Wilson did in that scrum, threw the guy down, kind of pounded him on the ground, on the ice. What do you think Cassian would have got if it was Matt Cassian instead of Tom Wilson? Well, Cassian got two games for what he did against Kachuk. And maybe that's because he had his gloves off and was throwing punches. But that's, to me, to me, they're comparable. And that's why I, I thought Wilson would get at least two games. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying yeah. is that Wilson should have got more. I'm saying if Cassian just did that like two days ago with his record, and, and Wilson, I believe, has a bit more than Cassian. He, he, he should have got more. Zach's probably sitting back at home, you know, like what what it, what he got fired, and I'm I'm I I was out. What was he out? What two games? He lost some money, like, and he was chucking him at Kachuk, and Kachuk was kind of like turtling with his gloves and stuff, right? Yeah. And 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 not not there. He's out for the season, and like it, it, it there's there's no balance. There's there's large off balance there. It's, and what I'm saying is. You know, Cashin, he probably would have got, what, five games? Like, right away? Just because yeah, of that. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, we'll never know for sure, obviously. So what do you so what do you think of the Rangers coming out and fighting six times in the first five minutes tonight? Does that solve anything? That's interesting. Uh, they must have sat in a dressing room and talked about, hey, guys, uh, let's man up and let's do something. We don't need to call up the two guys. They have some rough guys in the minors. I Googled their fights. They're pretty good fighters. And they said, well, let's just go after these guys ourselves. And uh, I get that's what happens, you know, with, with teams. And you, if you play it on a team, right, you you, you got you to gotta man up or you're going to be just, you know, and the thing about that part is I'm glad they did, but it just, I don't know. And then I think the uh, president and the uh, vice president or the general manager, they paid for it. The, the owner got pissed off and just said, you know what, you guys are gone. I got a, I got a cl- uh, punk club here that, you know, and that's the thing I'm a little bit scared with the Oilers. Hey, did Holland have Probert in Detroit when he was the GM? Uh, yeah, I think they, I think they would have overlapped a little bit, didn't they? I, I don't know. I'm just asking because if he did, well, you know, you just needed Probert on the team, and I was it. No, Pro, Probert would have been Probert would have been in Chicago by the time Ken was actually the GM. Yeah. And why I bring that up is because now we're going to get in the playoffs, and we don't have, you know, I don't, you know, as Cashin is going to be back, and you don't want nurse fighting, and Kara, I don't know, maybe he's got a weak chin, I don't know. And if it starts to get into, you know, something like Wilson does against the Oilers, uh, any of the teams where we face, it doesn't matter who we face. You just play to the end, try to win first, and play who comes up. You know, you, you just have yeah. what you do. That's the best way to think about it. And, right on, Al. Thanks, okay, buddy. Thank I got to run, okay? Appreciate it. That's Al, 780-496-0063. Uh, yeah, a lot of opinions on this. I, I, I do find it interesting that I think some of the, and I've said this before, some of the old-school thinking, if I can call it that, and it doesn't, I, I kind of hate to use that term, but, you know, I, I even remember when I first started, this is my eighth year of doing Oilers hockey, Um been doing inside sports about seven and a half years. And even when I started, I, I think there would have been more tolerance for something that like what Wilson did. And I, again, like I said earlier, most people I've heard from think that he got off easy to to at least some extent. And I do find that interesting. I think the mentality of hockey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Fans is shifting as well. We're going to catch up with the scoreboard and bring you Kelly Rudy in a couple minutes. Inside Sports on Chet. Senators score with seven seconds left in the second period. They lead the Canadians 3-1. Also after two, lightning up 3-1 on Dallas. The Capitals and the Rangers, there have been goals. It's 3-0 for the Capitals late in the second period. 100 penalty minutes in the first period. Tom Wilson uh, was in a fight, got a misconduct, and the Capitals have said he's not coming back because of an upper body uh, issue. 
Predators and Blue Jackets 2-2 after two. Blues up 1-0 on the Ducks after one. Late in the first, Golden Knights and Minnesota are scoreless. Key game coming up later, Jets and Flames at 7.30. Jets have lost seven in a row. He joins us once a week on Inside Sports, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now an analyst with the NHL on Rogers. It is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Reading yourself? Well, I'm doing very well. The Oilers have clinched a playoff spot, which I want to discuss with you. So there's a lot of optimism there. McDavid's going for 100 points, which would be incredible. But my, oh, my, the hockey world is discussing the New York Rangers, the Washington Capitals, and specifically Tom Wilson. Rob Brown and I spent a lot of time chatting about this after the Oilers game last night as well. Rob doesn't like it. He actually flat out called Tom Wilson an idiot. Right. <laughs> First of all, what did you think of the original incident that led to all this? Oh, boy. How do you put it in proper context? It's, it's completely wrong. There is no need for it. Um, I, I don't know why Tom Wilson crossed the line like he did. Um, just there's, there's so many things that are wrong with that play. And I just, I wonder why he reverted back to the old Tom Wilson, because there was a, there was a lot of that in Tom Wilson when he first came into the league. And I remember saying on air a couple times that, man, if this guy would work on his skill level and stop some of this, uh, the physical stuff, uh, that he could be a really good player. And, and that turned out be, to be the case. I remember we were in Washington doing a Flames game and, and Barry Trotz was talking to us, Rick Ball and I, about uh, that they're really focusing on working on Tom Wilson's skill set because he was he is pretty skilled, but I think everybody overlooked that because of what he was uh, uh, notorious for. And so... I was kind of hoping that, you know, we would only see a glimpse of uh, the old Wilson uh, moving forward. And unfortunately, we saw a really bad case of it uh, versus the Rangers and totally unacceptable, as is just a fine. Uh, in my opinion, there clearly should have been a, a suspension uh, and a hearty one at that, just to send another message uh, for Wilson to focus again on being a decent player. Um, it just everything about the situation looks ugly. It makes our sport look ugly. It opens itself up for criticism and I just don't like it. So what was Do you have in your mind what an appropriate punishment would have been? I think for me, um, I would probably would have gone with a, a five game suspension, even though it's a shortened season. I, ha I have to tell you, I'm off the top of my head. I don't know how many games Washington has, but it'd be right in the, around that ballpark. Right. Um, so, so I could definitely see that live with that. Um, I, I just, I don't know what goes through a player's mind when they, they completely cross the line. Like you would know that when you're in that situation, you would think now, uh, you know, I'm on record saying I did some pretty foolish things when I was a junior age player, but the rules were a little bit different and the game was vastly different and it was a meaner game. But, uh, you know, I, I just think a guy like Wilson can be so effective and and yet, geez, it just, it was, it was just awful. So do you, 
lend any credence to the, the theory that it's like, okay, Wilson crossed the line, but the Rangers need to have, and the, and the game tonight had multiple fights early, of course, but yeah, the, that the Rangers need to have somebody in the lineup that could have done something against Wilson that night, or somebody should have done something, even if they knew they were going to get beat up for lack of a better term. Right. Uh, you know, I'm sort of leaning towards getting away from that sort of mindset uh, simply because I've broadcast so many games where there's there's nobody that's a rough and tumble player in the lineup. You know, it's just a uh, it's a high skill level. And uh, as you yes, you saw with uh, Simmons uh, fighting uh, Edler retribution is far and few between now it doesn't happen very often uh sometimes you think there's going to be fireworks like you said there was tonight uh, there were fights tonight but it just doesn't happen very often so i'm kind of leaning towards you know getting away from some of those players now i certainly do like a player that's physical and i i will say this about tom wilson because he is a, a good player effective player you know i would rather have to try and work on a guy and fix him and help them understand when you you know that you can't cross the line than having a player that plays with no enthusiasm and no fire and impossible to motivate so i will say that in defense of wilson all right well we'll see what happens with this and uh how his uh career unfolds and what happens with i mean the rangers making yeah. news today uh they made news yesterday with that statement and then obviously firing guys uh guys wow. today, which they say wasn't related to that uh that statement that that's a bit i mean john davidson is i know he's worked for other organizations but he is uh, he is as synonymous with the rangers as anybody that's i mean that's significant that's that's huge i that that really caught me off guard a lot of things have uh you know surprised us over the years but that's right at the top of the list because you're right i, I think when everybody thinks of john davidson they think uh he is the face of the franchise and uh you know started with his playing days in the 70s with the rangers and uh taking them to the cup final i think in 79 and just all the things that he's done right for the organization that that just felt uh, wrong again today all right kelly rudy joining us tonight on inside sports changing gears to the edmonton oilers and this is uh this is a feel-good story they're going to the playoffs connor mcdavid has 93 points with five games to go I love what Leon Dreisaitl said, Kelly. Uh, you know, McDavid's kind of deflected the 100-point talk. Leon said he does so much for us. We want to get him to 100. That's a cool milestone. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, is in the in the second in, in the last 26 games that he's played, McDavid is over two points a game. It's incredible. <laughs> Once again, uh, talk about McDavid. A big smile comes across my face because I love watching the guy play. Right, like he just says. So many good things uh, night after night. Uh, and by the way, yeah, his consistency shouldn't be overlooked either. So incredible skill, but uh, he brings it to almost every single night. And uh, for what he's doing is, uh, and he is going to uh, get that 100-point barrier. There's no question about it. Uh, I just think that uh, the way that he uh, thinks the game, his skill set is amazing. You know, even on the, uh, what was it, the second goal or the the one get bad turnover by JT Miller where he fired around behind, he had hoped he was going to fire it back around behind his own net, and McDavid was waiting right along the boards. I mean, how many players would think that that's even potentially an option for JT Miller? Most guys, would, you know, 
get on their horse and track through back through the middle and uh, uh, try and make a good play that way. And yet he he may, maybe understood something, you know, hey, maybe if I wait here for a second, somehow the puck might come to me. And of course it did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of good stories. I mean, McDavid's fun to watch. Uh, Smith is doing great. They throw Bouchard into the lineup last night, and he gets a goal. Do you, and Tippett has said he doesn't want the team to lose rhythm, but I also think he wants to reward some players who have been not playing for a while, but has still been working really hard in practice and competing with those taxi squad guys. Yeah, man, I, I, I totally agree with giving a player a reward if you've worked that hard and and uh you know there's there should always be a carrot but you know it, it always i'm always torn i always have been even when i was a player and we'd be uh safely in a playoff position and then we might start trying to rest some players and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you give other guys opportunities and that's that's a feel-good story but uh, i i mean i think sometimes just sticking with the the regular rhythm of what you're trying to accomplish in a lot of cases, I think is the better way. Unless of course they're really banged up and they need the rest. They, they need to stay off the ice, but uh, I mean, and you know, remember when, uh, you know, you'd, you'd have the last game of the year and you'd play your starter for 30 minutes and then the other guy, the backup would play 30 minutes. Well, you're not doing anybody any favors. 30 minutes does nothing for the starter and it does nothing for the backup. So, you know, there are a lot of situations where you're trying to just figure out the proper rhythm, the rest, you know, getting guys some ice time. I, I can never figure that one out. Yeah. All right. Well, I know you got your own broadcast to do here tonight, Kelly. So thanks for hopping on. Uh, we are getting close to the playoffs. It's going to be a blast. Have a good one, buddy. Thanks, Reed. Take care, buddy. That's Kelly Rudy checking in tonight. He's powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Uh, Don says, read the U.S. State Department has issued a statement recommending American people not travel to Canada. Will that affect the playoffs? It could. Uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about some of the uh, things that have come up in uh, in reports or things that the NHL has said that possibly the Canadian division champion might have to be based in the States for the third and fourth rounds. We don't know that for sure. Unfortunately, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the word forfeit has been used if a team really got hit by COVID and couldn't play that that might eliminate them from the playoffs but Don so much uh, changes along the way here I don't have a solid answer for you on that yet okay uh, Dave Campbell's going to give you a quick double E update and then we have an incredible story of a guy who went from Edmonton to junior hockey to NASCAR that's all before eight o'clock Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.